welcome to episode 126 of Divided by Werewolves. This is our last July episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hard to believe, seven months, uh, or I'm sorry, 19 months of 2020 right. have yes. have gone by. My um, my wife and I, we uh, we watched the uh, men's uh, street skateboarding last night for the Olympics, mm. uh, which is great, uh, by the way. Um, so Yuto Horigomi uh, took first place uh, for, uh, and then Kelvin somebody or other from Brazil took uh, silver, and then uh, Jagger Easton from the United States took bronze. Uh, but anyway, she just kept it kept bothering her that it kept saying the 2020 Olympics, and I was like, yeah, it was the 2020 Olympics, just postponed 2021. She's like, well, it should say 2021, and I was like, do you really feel like 2020 has ended? Right. I don't. If you are, you are alone. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so just get over it. <laughs> because I think we're going to be in 2020 until we die. <laughs> it feels like it, uh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, although in, 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 in happier news, I should say. So the, the neighborhood that we moved to, the town, I guess, or community, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Part of the reason we moved here is because, you know, you pay this fee when you first move here, a whopping uh, 10 U.S. dollars. Um, and that covers all of these activities and clubs and athletic stuff that you can do. Now, some clubs and activities or whatever might have, like, different entrance fees, but they have, like, everything. You know, they have, like, you can go for birding walks or join the photography club. They have a cyclist club. They have all this other stuff. So one of the things my wife found is this, uh, and I posted it to our Discord this morning, it's this uh, dance class. It's called Bali X, and it's basically, mm. like, Bollywood choreography dance class slash wow. like um aerobic workout and my wife was like would you want to do this and i was like fuck yes because i did um a hip-hop dance class back in georgia for like a year and i absolutely loved it but then shit got in the way and i got away from it never came back then things closed down and so uh it was two classes one this month one next month um and then they're starting it more up in the fall. And my wife, God love her, she can't dance. She can't keep a beat. So we were there, and, she, and the woman, the instructor, was talking to us about it. And she's like, you know what? It doesn't matter whether you can follow along. Just smile. Have fun. It's, it's totally okay. Like, if you can't follow along with the steps, if, you're, if you miss a few things, it's not, it doesn't matter. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody's looking at you. you know? And my wife goes, well, I can't follow along she's like it's fine you're gonna have a great time it's gonna be fine she's like as long as you can follow the beat and i went um and my wife goes i can't follow a beat and she's like oh well you know just do your best (laughs) (laughs) but we had a great time it was so much fun hotter and shit like you know florida Mm. in july even at Mm. nine in the morning it was hot as balls um and uh uh, but I mean, it was so, and the music was so good. Oh my God, the music was so good, like it was amazing. And but the only problem was like when I would take hip hop classes, like I knew the songs, so sometimes the moves would go along with the song, so you would right. kind of like almost be able to anticipate it. Not so mm-hmm. much here. In fact, not at all here because I don't <laughs> speak, uh, however many languages they speak in India, because there are a number of them. I don't speak mm-hmm. any of them. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> like we got done with the one and she's like this is a song where he's flirting with his girlfriend and i'm like oh if you say so man and i'm like yep. you know like i'm like where's little john like you tell me you know that uh you know now everybody skeet 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 like i can put a dance move to that don't worry about it i'll come up with something <laughs> <laughs> but uh but we it was a great time we had you know we had such a good time there is a video on facebook of of all of us doing it i think he he blocked us out hopefully because I, nobody yeah. wants to see my fat ass dancing but um <laughs> but the nice thing is there was a number of like hip-hop steps that i remembered from the class that i was in so it was like mm. it was much easier for me uh plus there's like it's funny when you take a dance class like it, to some people, this comes easier than others. It's like just kind of learning how you're supposed to move relative to the instructor because they're facing you, and then like how to learn that. Right. Like it's just it's a it's an it's a skill, uh, and I'm not good at it. But I mean, it is if you've never done it before, it's it takes time. But it was just so much fun to get back into that kind of thing. So, you know, hopefully, little glimmers of things like that are you know, folks are starting to kind of be able to to do stuff and get back to whatever constitutes normal nowadays mm -hmm. um okay so super excited for this week's show just super excited we're gonna get into all three uh fear street movies which i just think is an absolutely fascinating uh experiment um that yeah. net, that you know netflix did uh and i and i don't you know i, I be curious to i need to do some more research into the kind of how this whole thing uh kind of came to be um you know three horror movies that tell a, a unified story um mm -hmm. released a week apart and not just that but in wildly different time periods and homaging if that's even a verb uh referencing wildly different genres of horror movies mm -hmm. um but before that so you 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 i guess got the I, I'm, I'm surprised that you got the blu-ray of seance because when we talked about it i didn't feel like you were like super hyped on seance no, no i wasn't um but we i got the opportunity to review the blu-ray mm. and as as you, you know me like even if i don't like something i'm more than likely gonna buy it like sure. i just my my movie collection is stupid, full of shit that I don't like. Okay, so um, so uh, on that note, before we get to that, like how many, and not counting, like okay, well I have like three copies of this movie because of mm -hmm. you know maybe uh, you know this retailer had a particular steel book or you know right. Shot Factory came out with one or Arrow came out with one like like yeah. just. If you were to, in sequel terms, if you were to select a distinct <laughs> and just get a number of, like, distinct movies, how many mm -hmm. would that be? Rough ass. That I, that I own? Yeah. Uh, well, let's see. I got this phone about a year ago, um, so I would have to discount anything that I bought this year. Um, Why? Why? I, well, I had an app on my other phone that I entered everything into, and I had, I got the app uh, because I was buying shit more than once on accident. Oh, okay. And, <laughs> well, that should tell you that that should kind of help answer my question right there. Yeah, so many I um, can't keep track. Right. So between DVD and Blu-ray, which is all I entered, and I didn't enter multiples, I was 
I had over 5,000. No shit. Yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I had um, shelves that my dad and I built at my the house before I moved that basically wrapped around almost the entire living room except for where there were windows. Over 5,000. And that's, that, you say DVD and Blu-ray, which means you have movies yeah. in other formats? Yeah, like VHS the VHS and LaserDisc? The VHS shelf was in the kitchen. <laughs> and do you still have a VCR? I don't have a yeah. VCR. I have two. Yeah, I have two. Uh, I have a. I have a. Dude, like I a love you. <laughs> you're like a. No, seriously. Like you are. Like you're. I mean, that's just amazing. That love of yeah, film, I, just keeping that shit alive. I Do you have a, a TV a, a, you can play VCR? Yeah, yeah. I have. I have two CRTs, um, and then I have my two new TVs, my flat screens, and then the kids both have flat screens, but. Um, but I bought a, like a shit VCR when I knew they were starting to be phased out. And uh-huh. like, I had, a, I had an older one, um, that ended up breaking on me, but I had this, this new one. And then I was gifted, uh, a VHS to, and a, with a DVD burner combo thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have that too. Okay. So let me ask you this and I'm sorry that I'm getting uh, <laughs> out of, because this is fascinating. I love it. I absolutely love it. Are there movies that you only own on VHS? Yes. Like, what's an example of a movie that you only own on VHS? Oh, Jesus. You're going to put me on the spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, There are... Uh, God, my brain went completely blank. There's basically a number of... of like In his horror films, mostly, um, mm-hmm. that, that they call Stranded on VHS. Oh, okay. Um, like the video Stranded nasties. on... Right, shit like or like stranded on DVD. Mm-hmm. I've got, um, I've got some just some backwoods indie shit sure. that never should have been released on VHS, let alone gone outside of that format. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to say because there were a bunch that I could have rattled off for you until all these boutique labels started. Sure, yeah, <laughs> putting all that stuff out. So like, honestly, I probably don't have that many left that Dude, I don't have on some other format at this point. With a VHS and a DVD. You could have been one of those boot boutiques. That's true. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so, do you have any on VHS that you you watch from time to time, or is it is it basically just like to keep a record of this this film? It's well, it, it, I used to, I used mm-hmm. to love to pop in some of the VHS stuff, and I, you know, I have things um, still that I recorded off TV and shit like that. You know, things that like yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, that's fun to do because a lot of times I left the commercials in, so it's kind of cool to go. Oh, that's awesome. That time capsule of when I recorded it on TV. Yeah. But, but uh, not so much uh, since probably in the last few years because uh, I didn't have a lot of room at yeah. the, the last house, and I, I don't have everything set up here yet. I, I look forward to being able to do that again, but yeah. right now. And and it's it's part of it is, you know, yes, preserving the – the you know the the art as it were, mm-hmm. uh, but the other part of that is literally the art. I, I love the box art. The box art, stuff. yeah. You know, it's just not the same on these on especially on the DVD era. Yeah, you know, DVD overall looks like shit. Uh, I don't for whatever reason, like everything was like uh, those big floating heads and shit. You know, yeah. what I mean, like from that time, and I love that old painted movie poster artwork, and, yeah. and VHS has retained a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, so I keep them for that, if for nothing else, even when I do upgrade. Yeah. 
Yeah, that 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 that's amazing. Uh, at some point, I'll have to see if I can find a VH. Oh no, you know what? I have it. Okay, all right. So, at some point in time, I'm gonna come up to your mansion, <laughs> whether it be for a barbecue or what it is, and I will bring with me. I have it somewhere. One of the few remaining VHS copies of Son of God, Son of Vengeance, which yeah, is a I'm movie dead. that I made in college. <laughs> yeah, I need it. <laughs> And you can add that. You want to talk about a movie that should not have been on VHS, much less any other format. <laughs> That's one of them. <laughs> oh, I have plenty. I'm sure that are worse. <laughs> uh, you know what? I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if that's true. Although I injured myself <clears throat> on the set of that movie, and I carry that injury around. My The right big toe is mm. still fucked up the nail of that toe is still mm. fucked up to this day because of an injury that i received on set of son of god son of vengeance Oof. <laughs> worth it suffer for your art man suffer for That's your art about. god damn it absolutely <laughs> right it's all about <laughs> yeah yeah you know what and here's the thing like i used to have a collection not even i mean i think i have 10 percent, maybe in terms of like blu-rays and stuff but mm. i if, like for the sake of convenience but like i I really respect that sense of like that like it's not it's not just owning something just to own it like there's an appreciation not just of the movie but of the extras and the and all of the bits oh, yeah. all of the artwork everything that goes into the full experience that we just completely miss when mm-hmm. you just sit on your ass and scroll through fucking Netflix or Hulu yep. or whatever and you're like oh this seems good you know, <laughs> yeah. which I do, I, you know, I do every fucking day. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not doing that. I'm not saying it that way to like, to, you know, denigrate anybody. That's me a thousand percent. Well, for me, like, and I do the same thing, but for me, the excitement that comes from streaming is when something premieres that way, or maybe it's something that I missed, you know, and yes, Yes, I pop once, and then you know I'm sitting there, and nine times out of ten, halfway through something, I'm on Amazon seeing if there's a Blu-ray that I can order. Yeah. So. Yeah. I appreciate streaming for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so seance. So you got the. That's a very long, but that's fine (laughs) because this is. I I feel like this conversation was better than whatever it is seance had to offer. (laughs) It is. uh, It was going to be a really short segment. Sure. Um, but yeah, so RLJE Films, the wonderful people there, they they um, do a lot of the the Shutter things. They release them on on Blu-ray. Yep. Uh, it's weird. Uh, Amazon and Best Buy, you could go. Well, not Amazon and Best Buy. Obviously, you can't walk into Amazon, but Amazon and Best Buy seem to be the places where you can get them on Blue. They all go to Walmart, but only on DVD. And I don't know what the deal with that is. It's kind of strange. But, I would uh, think but, by yeah. now, like Blu-ray is so cheap that right. there's no reason to. St- I mean, right. I guess though, if you have a Blu-ray player, you have a DVD player. But yeah. I mean, I just can't imagine that there's that much of a difference in price in terms of the discs that yeah, because there'd you know, be a the, need to do that. Right, and and I would I haven't bought every single thing, um, but most of the stuff that they put out tends to run about 15 bucks and sometimes even 12 like Jacob's wife was this week and it was $12. Oh wow. But the, the DVD will be 10 bucks. And I'm like, I'm going to spend the $2 for the blue. 
Um, but anyway, so Seance is dropping August 3rd. We got a chance to watch the movie. Uh, we talked about it on mm-hmm. episode 122. Uh, neither of us were particularly thrilled uh, with it. It was okay. We just expected more uh, yeah. with it coming from from the who wrote and directed it. Mm-hmm. Um, because when he teams up with Adam Wingard, they make amazing things. Um, yes, they do. But, uh, you know, it, it's, it still was okay for what it was. Um, you know, the little almost like it almost plays with like, is it paranormal? Is it not initially? And anyway, 122, we get into it. Yeah. Uh, I got the Blu-ray in the mail and I popped it in, uh, hoping for bonus stuff. And that's the one thing, unless it's one of these boutique labels, uh, fewer and fewer companies are going the extra mile these days when it comes to extras, unfortunately, but it does have a making of, um, a photo gallery, some deleted scenes, um, some outtakes. Um, that might have been it. Mm-hmm. But uh, so the making of was about 20 minutes, which yeah. was honestly longer than I expected because um, I've good. seen them be like five to 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but even at 20 minutes, it, it pretty much centered around one particular scene. Uh, which is if you haven't seen the movie, don't watch the bonus stuff because it's the, it's the fight at the end in the library, um, and they keep showing. They show a little bit of choreography, and then they show them kind of you know the way it's filmed and they moving the cameras and stuff. And and over that are interviews with the the leads, the girls of mm-hmm. the movie, um, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> like for twenty minutes, they just talk about how they've never been in a horror film, how cold Winnipeg is. Sure. Um, Stuff like that, and then it's over. And I was like, huh. okay, that wasn't a whole lot about the making of a movie, but all yeah, right. Yeah, that's... Huh. <laughs> and then the outtakes is a 90-second <laughs> scene. Wow. It's one, one scene, scene. Where a girl walks out of a building. Outtake singular. She, she Yes. She asked the other girl... Uh, I think there was two things, but it's mm-hmm. literally... Uh, one thing, somebody flubs a line, and then a girl walks out of a building, and she was like, she asked the other girl a question. The girl responds. The other girl doesn't talk, and then she says, "I forgot my line because it's cold," and then it went off. And I was like, <laughs> wah, All right. wah, wah. Yeah. yeah, that was. Oh, the other thing is, uh, there's a decapitation in the movie, mm-hmm. um, and they do a, I think they call it like the pre-effects decapitation. So basically, it's like a little Lego man. And they take like <laughs> another little Lego man and knock a matchbox over, and it pops his head off. And if you've seen the movie, you know that scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was the other thing. Uh, and then the out the deleted scenes. There are six. Uh, the longest one, I believe, was a minute and forty seconds. Mm. Um, and I listened to those with the director commentary, uh, and he's basically like, "Yeah, I didn't want to cut this, but we did, and I didn't miss it." <laughs> and I was like. All right. <laughs> so, so this is not the Robert Rodriguez filmmaking school. Is basically no. what you're saying, where he's like no. he's like teaching you his his abuela's, uh, you know, mole recipe, while at the same time showing you how to make badass <laughs> right action movies. Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> all right. Uh, it's a very somber toned man speaking, uh, uh, very little about very short cuts that were made, and that's it. It's uh, it's out August third. So if you I mean, if you got 12 bucks, I guess you know what you're getting into. So. There you go. 
There you go. Um, all right. And yeah, I mean, Seance was, uh, yeah, it was a movie I, I think we both had hoped to like more uh, yep. based on, you know, the the person who, who had done it. Um, has, has some kind of, you know, has that little kind of uh, Wingardian twist, I guess, in terms of like the, sure. the, the, um, the background of, of one of the, the, the women in the movie. But yeah, absolutely, you know, go ahead and, and watch it and. Uh, for twelve bucks, you two can uh, can watch the Blu-ray. Um, okay, so uh, the main thrust, uh, as it were, of um, our show this week is uh, the Fear Street uh, trilogy. I guess you would call it um, mm-hmm. that is currently on Netflix. Um, all of which are directed by Lee. Janiac. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully, I am pronouncing uh, uh, their last name correctly. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. So she, I am unfamiliar with her work. Um, she did yeah, she two did episodes, huh? Oh, oh the I don't know if I saw that. Oh, it was really good. Very good. Let me see which one that one is. It's like they get married and go to this cabin. Oh and... yeah, yeah, yeah. The the woman yeah. from uh, Game of she Thrones. Keeps... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Woods, because there's some weird shit going on or something. Yes. Yeah. It yes. Was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 Um, <clears throat> so, you know, Fear Street is a, a R.L. Stein uh, book series, kind of, um, I guess, supposed to be a higher maturity level than, say, yep. the Goosebumps. Um, that predated predated Goosebumps. Predated I Goosebumps. Did not know that until the other day. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it's all around. So there are these two towns, Sunnyside and Shadyside, or Sunnyvale, and well, it's not Sunnyvale. That's Bud Um yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> and um, let's see. And um, there's a there's a street that kind of runs Fear Street, um, <laughs> runs through uh, the center uh, and and separates. Uh, these these two towns um, and basically everybody who lives in Sunnyside or Sunnyvale or whatever the fuck it's called um, mm-hmm. ha- is great they you know McMansions you know fantastic schools um, uh, you know great jobs plenty mm-hmm. of opportunities you know Shadyside is you know kind of the wrong side of the track so you know, that's, mm-hmm. you know they kind of they kind of portray it more as, uh, I guess like lower income, but also just you know people who live in Shady Side know that for the most part their life is going to be shit, and they're either just kind of resigned to it or they try to get out of Shady Side, and mm. there's this kind of growing animosity between the two towns with. You know, Sunnyside looking down on Shadyside, and Shadyside also kind of looking down on Sunnyside, but also, you know, there's, there's, it's kind of a mixture of, of jealousy, but also like, you know, you're not any better than us just because you live kind of over there. Um, so, Sunnyvale, it's not Sunnydale, mm. Sunnydale is Buffy the Vampire Slayer, so it's Sunnyvale and right. Shadyside. So, the it's, fierce- like a, it's, it's, it's like a, Pawnee versus Eagleton, but exactly like in a, yes, in a yeah. horror movie. <laughs> yes, right. Um, so these were released uh, three over three successive Fridays 
uh, in July. So the first one was Fear Street. Technically, it's Fear Street Part 1, 1994. I just call it Fear Street 1994. So it's Fear Street 1994, Fear Street 1978, and then Fear Street 1666. And when you uh, watch the first one, 1994, um, first of all, the 1994 soundtrack is hands down one of the best soundtracks I've heard yep. this year, if not in yep. quite a while. 1994, I was a fucking senior, either a senior in college or just started grad school. And the songs that the, in this soundtrack, I mean, this shit is fucking lit, including a fucking amazing, you know, white zombie needle drop over the end, over <laughs> yes. ending credits. Like, I have not sat and watched ending credits outside without with, I've not sat and watched ending credits knowing there was not a stinger ever right. but I did right. for this movie because more human than human as much as I'm not a fan of Rob Zombie's music or his movies more human than human is a fucking banger and will be yes, until the heat death of the universe <laughs> yep <laughs> um, so so there's there's kind of two ways to to talk about these movies one is them as as um individual movies which i think when you move past 94 they get it gets harder for them to stand on their own mm. and then second as a as a full thing so let let's kind of take yeah. them like one at a time first sure so i think 94 is as when you're considering them individually uh, independent of the total kind of story they're telling, I think 94 is is the strongest. Um, okay. In my opinion, it, it's it got some real, like, kind of awesome screen <clears throat> vibes, which makes sense, because, sure. you know, that was like the, you know, the big, you know, kind of mass market consciousness horror movie of the 90s. Um, mm -hmm. But basically... Uh, you know, there, there's these, these shady side kids, um, you know, Dina, uh, her brother, Josh, she's friends with, um, these two kind of drug dealers, uh, so to speak, they all go to shady side, um, and they know that shit's kind of bad in their town, but, but it opens up with this really awesome kind of guy in a skull mask killing a woman in a mall, mm -hmm. like sequence that. I thought was fucking great. Yes, straight out of screen, but uh, straight out of screen, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. You know, young woman closing a B. Dalton bookstore at the mall. You know, shout out, mm. pour one out for mall bookstores, particularly right. B. Dalton. You know, and then uh, ends up getting murdered. And and I'm I don't want to. Uh, I think we're gonna have to spoil a bunch of shit for this, so that's okay. Ends up getting murdered by her best friend, who had been. Mm -hmm. She had been talking about getting a ride from. Uh, he gets killed by the cops, and you're like, "What the fuck? Why yeah. would this kid <laughs> go?" Not? And I mean, it's a pretty, it's a brutal kill. This is not like, a, yeah. you know, you slash your throat, she's done. And this is multiple stab. I mean, like you feel yeah. every one um, of these stab wounds that this guy is is yep. inflicting on this poor woman, especially when yeah. she realizes like this is she knows this cat. Yeah, it's it's like scream, man. Like you know, it it opens with a, it sets the tone, and mm -hmm. this copycatted that almost, you know, in a way, uh, letting you know that it may say Fear Street, and you may think these are kids' books, but this motherfucker is like, it's got some chops. Yeah, 
Yeah. And so it's funny because we were talking about, we have a movie channel in Slack and I was talking about it, this one in 78. And I was like, one of the things I said, I was like, I said, I felt like, um, you know, 94 was better as an homage to Scream than 78 mm. was an homage to Friday the 13th. And one of my coworkers who is not a horror movie fan at all, and she's like, wait a minute, like, these are homages? And I was like, well, that's how I see them. Like, yeah, you know, you got a movie set in the 90s where it opens up with the woman getting killed by a guy in a skull mask, and then you've got a camp in the late 70s where there's right. a fucking guy slasher? Like, yeah, <laughs> like a yeah. thousand yeah, percent. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so uh, over the course uh, of the movie... Uh, what what starts happening is that all of these past serial killers in Shadyside, because Shadyside is like a hotbed of serial killers, mm-hmm. essentially start rising from the grave and killing people. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, Dina and her brother. Um, and unfortunately, I, I can't remember the names of um, the the, the kind of quote unquote junkies, as the uh, uh, <laughs> as as the newspapers call them. Realize that it all has something to do. It's all centered on this witch uh, named Sarah Fear, uh, who the legend claims that Sarah Fear made a pact with the devil, gave her right hand in a pact with the devil that basically said, Sunny Vale, everything going to be great. Shady side, not so much. Yep. And <laughs> all of these killers are essentially carrying out the will of Sarah Fear. And if they can find her hand and essentially burn it, then they can kind of break the cycle and all of the killers will kind of go away. And the best part about 1994 for me was this kind of fantastic, almost like super group of serial killer tropes. Yeah. You know, you've got, you've got the, the kind of, you know, early Friday the 13th, um, you know, ax murderer with the, with the burlap sack, yeah, baghead Jason. <laughs> over his head. You've got the, the young woman with the razor, you know, kind of singing as she slices, mm-hmm. you know, throats. I'm trying to remember who the other ones were. Um, oh, there's the little kid. Yeah, the yeah, there was a little kid. The creepy, creepy mask kid. Yeah, almost like a, um, oh, from the, uh, I think it was like later in the Saw movie. It was like the, the puppet looking the marionette looking guy yeah right um wasn't there a marionette horror movie there had to have been uh there was um dead silence Um, yeah 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 Yeah. there's been a few but yeah that's the most notable one um and there was another killer guy whose face was like half scarred um anyway even i can't remember now (laughs) yeah yeah so so there was like this idea of like all of these kind of there's all these serial killers or slashers whatever um from from shady side's history kind of all coming together um and and at the end you know they kind of lure all these killers into this grocery store in the hopes of like trapping them and um 
subduing them so they could do what they needed to do with Seraphir's hand. And I have to say, I was absolutely shocked based based on how long we kind of went without kills and the yeah. importance of some of the characters in this movie. I was absolutely shocked at the level of brutality of the kind of like some of the last kills in this movie, not just in how they happened, but who was, was killed. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was brutal. Like it was shockingly brutal mm-hmm. <laughs> when it happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, did not see that coming. Even, even with that beginning. Yeah. I still didn't see it. coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, and there's a whole kind of subplot with like, you know, so, so Dina, um, she had been dating, um, this young woman, um, I think Heather is her name. Um, and, and then Heather got the opportunity to move to Sunnyvale and mm. Dina essentially like kind of over, I guess, I don't know if overreacted is the right word, but basically it was like, oh, fine, you're in Sunnyvale, then fuck you. But also right. like Heather was like not telling anyone that she was, was gay or maybe she was bisexual. I'm not sure she was like dating a football player. So it was like, so, so Dina wasn't just dealing with the fact that like, you know, in shady side, we have nothing and everybody looks down on us, but also her girlfriend you know, moved to kind of the better part of town and is now almost pretending like... And and the way they did it was at first it sounded like they kind of almost made it like Heather was the asshole, but then Heather was like, you know, you abandoned me. Like, you left. Mm. You didn't want to talk to... You didn't talk to me at all. You wanted nothing to do with me just because I moved over here. Like, I had the opportunity to make things better and to you. And, and I thought that was a great little reversal. It wasn't just this, like, yeah. kind of wrong side of the tracks romance where... Oh, well, your parents will never understand me because, you know, I've had it tougher. Like, Dina was kind of in the wrong in this situation. Um, yeah. So there's kind of all that as well. Um, and then you, but then you've got like an army of, of serial killers and then a witch and, you know, a deal with Satan uh, and all <laughs> this stuff. Um, I think it's like a movie. I think that it's, in my opinion, it stands on its own the best, but it was easier for it to do so because it was the first one. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think I, it's not my favorite of the three, um, mm-hmm. but I do agree with you that it, it on its own, it, it's does stand on. And it and honestly probably is the better made. I mm-hmm. mean, they're all same, you know, same director, same writer, all that yep. kind of stuff. But uh, just in terms of, you know, it got to set the story up. Yeah, um, it got to tell its own story while setting up this overarching story yep. um, that runs through all three. So I think it benefits from that. Um, two was my favorite, um, just because masked maniac with an axe at a summer camp a is summer more my camp. aesthetic. Yeah, yeah, it, that's more my jam than you know um, teenagers in you know ghost masks stabbing the shit out of each other. Yeah, uh, so just based purely on that i said i liked 78 a little better mm-hmm. um but it's a fantastic movie like i said um and definitely i agree with you that you know it's probably the best of the three it's just yeah. not my favorite yeah yeah so i i think i'm getting i'm getting all the the, the folks confused as to who uh is who i think um so Sam was the girlfriend, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sam was yeah. the girlfriend. Sorry, it's, it's we. I should have taken better notes. 
I should have taken notes. Period. I'm I'm realizing right now. So. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, because um, shit, it's been a month since I've seen ninety. Right, right, right. Yes, yes. Um. Okay, so, so the first when the first movie ends, we all we know is that there is uh, there's a witch. They think they've um kind of fixed the problem um mm-hmm. and but they also found out that um yeah Sam you're right Sam is 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 Dina's girlfriend um played by Olivia Scott Welch Samantha Fraser um so what we find at the end of the orig- of, of Fear Street 1994 they think they've fixed it not so much because now Sam appears to be possessed by the devil, which is not mm-hmm. great. Um, <laughs> they find out that um, in 1978, one of the serial killers that came after them, kind of baghead Jason, uh, had murdered a number of teenagers at a summer camp in 1978. 1978. There was one uh, surviving camper, um, mm-hmm. Ziggy Berman, played by Sadie Sink from... Um, uh, Stranger Things, and um, oh. <laughs> and so they try to get in touch with her to say like, what do we have to do to uh, fight um, the devil? Basically, yeah, like fight how did Sarah you, fear? And how did you break the curse? Or how people? did you? Yeah, how did you break the curse? And when she finally calls back, they're like, ah, oh, no, it's all good. We got rid of the hand. Don't worry about it. It's cool. And she's like, it is not cool. It is not over. Y'all fucked. And that's when the movie ends. Now, that being said, if they had not made more of them, it still would have been a good movie. This is when we start now getting into, you know, the discussion of, okay, if you were to watch The Empire Strikes Back without having seen Star Wars, would you understand enough and would it still be good enough to stand on its own knowing that it begins with relationships that have already been established and it ends mm-hmm. on the biggest motherfucking bummer of a cliffhanger <laughs> yeah. that you can think of. Now, right. I Empire is my favorite. Mind like you. a million percent. Now, yep. does that mean that it stands on its own? as its own movie. I don't know if it does, but at the same time, I think we have to look at, is it supposed to? Are you supposed to be able to watch Fear Street Part 2 in 1978 as a standalone film, you know, devoid of the context of what came before and what came after it, and be able to say, this as its own thing is able to you know, kind of be its own thing. Mm. I don't know if that's fair because it's not what its purpose is. Right. You know, this isn't like yeah. too fast, too furious where, <laughs> you know, it doesn't like, okay. Like it doesn't like you could, you could watch it and, and be like, all right, I don't, if I never find out what happens to these idiots afterwards, that's sure. fine. You know? Yeah. And if I don't know, you know, why, you know, Brian is, 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 you know, kind of have to 
work with these cops, then I don't care, right? Right, right. Um, but if you watch, I don't know, like Furious 7, and you're just like, I don't, who are these people? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think it gets you get to a point with sequels where you're like, I don't know if it's fair to judge them on their own because of what their purpose is in telling a greater overarching story. For sure, especially in something like this that, you know, obviously was meant to be a trilogy. Like, it's mm-hmm. almost almost filmed as a six-hour movie. Absolutely. They just chop it up yes. into three parts. Yes. <clears throat> yes. Okay, so Fear Street Part 2, 1978. We head back to 1978. Uh, Camp Nightwing, uh, mm-hmm. which uh, Nightwing has the best butt in all of comics, so good for them. <laughs> Uh, shout out to Gail Simone on that one. Um, so this one is a much more tightly focused um, movie in terms of kind of serial killers and whatnot. It is it mm-hmm. is very much a you know to your point, it's a slasher at a summer camp. This is not kind of army of serial killers that we see in one, and we'll get to it, but also in three. This is mm-hmm. uh, one camp kind of one killer yep uh and we get more into uh some understanding of the relationship between you know ziggy and her sister um and kind of like what happens and 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 how individuals that seeming because that was always the thing in shady side like when when the guy uh at the beginning of uh, 1994 excuse me is revealed to be the killer they're always like, oh, well, you know, he just kind of seems so normal, and then mm. he became a killer. And we get to see that much more on display in uh, 1978. So there's a little bit yes. of table setting at the beginning uh, with, with Dina and Josh uh, bringing Sam to adult um, Ziggy's, uh, you know, house to basically say, like, um, you know, she's possessed by the devil, like, what the fuck happened back mm-hmm. in 1978? Um, and then, you know, adult, you know, Ziggy or whatever starts to kind of tell her story as to what happened in 1978. And basically, so there's a lot of stuff going on. It's like, you know, you've got your, you know, so Ziggy was like this kind of tomboy. There's a bunch of other, you know, the the, the, the girls at camp who didn't like her. You know, you've got uh, some kind of Carrie-esque pranks uh mm-hmm. you know taking place but 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 while you know Z- ziggy's there she meets um a young will good uh and and will good is the sheriff of uh kind of sunnyvale shady side uh and his brother uh um or no will y- will grows up to be the mayor of right. either shady yeah, Nick, side. Nick was the Nick is the sheriff. So so we get to see so in, in nineteen ninety four we just see kind of Nick responding to some calls and he just you know kind of seems like a pretty stand up, you know, sheriff, mm. you know, not a big deal. But we see uh where his relationship with, with Ziggy uh, uh you know kind of develops um in this movie where he's you know he's from a good family in Sunnyvale, you know, she's from a not so great family in Shady Side yet they kind of, you know, get together um, mm-hmm. um, at camp, um, but it 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 you know it it kind of goes for a while, kind of setting up this 
you know, Ziggy's relationship with her sister. Her sister, um, you know, Cindy is definitely more of like a goody goody. Um, mm. Cindy is dating this guy, um, Tommy. Was it Tommy? Or is it yeah. Todd? Yeah, Tommy. Um, and it's like the typical like camp shenanigans, you know, they're making out and his hands are going to her ass and she's like, not so much. You know, that's, you know, all that shit. Well, mm-hmm. as things progress, uh, Tommy decides to take an axe and start <laughs> murdering people. Yeah, left and right. <laughs> and not uh, that the, they, you know, for a movie that had been preceded by like kind of a very creative um, uh, d- display of various killers that fit, you know, multiple tropes, you know, this one being as focused as it was on that, you know, kind of late seventies, early eighties slasher. Like they really mm-hmm. did a great job with some of the kills. Like, you know, you have, oh, yeah. you know, the, 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 the 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 woman and the guy and, the, and and they just have sex and he kills her and the and the she's got the you know kind of the the button down shirt open in such a way that mm-hmm. just kind of covers her breasts but you know gets murdered he he kills kids which I was like hey like I'm not don't get me wrong I don't want to see kids getting murdered but like if you're at a summer camp like and you're killing I kind of feel like you're not gonna discriminate. Right? right, you're not going to be like, "Well, I will only kill the counselors. You children can leave." Not so much. This cat fucked some kids up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and the and the this one. Well, I won't say. Obviously, the first one, the kills were brutal, but they were also, I think, a little more imaginative. Yeah, this one, it's just pure fucking brutality. Like this yeah. dude is like a force of nature that will not be slowed. He will not be stopped. Yeah. He's got an axe, and he's just fucking planting it in heads and necks yes. and chests. Like, it is fucking gnarly. <laughs> yeah. And, and Okay, so, so you like this one more... You like this one most of all? Yeah. And and is it just because of kind of that that homage to those movies, or was there... Something I think so. I think more so. else, like else said, about it. Well, I just, you know, the first one, uh, it was a, got a little convoluted for me. Yeah, uh, and that's I just, true. I loved the simplistic point A to point B, while also, you know, progressing the story when it when it had to, um, or telling, you know, giving us the little pieces that connected back to the first one, but not to the film's detriment. It's just straight up you know an homage to an homage to these these you know the 80s um summer camp massacre slasher films that i love so much mm-hmm. and i just i i enjoyed the simplicity of it uh versus 94 yeah and there is something to that because like you know they kind of get in with 94 there's this big thing about like you know the you know, an individual's blood and the serial killers are kind of like following them because mm-hmm. of that, that I honestly had kind of a hard time following um, in terms too. of like <laughs> what that, that all meant. And so, you know, in this movie, um, you, you, it is more focused. You also kind of get some understanding where, 
you know, under this camp, they find like this kind of devil's mark and get it, get a feeling of like, okay, some of this shit started here. There's like names mm. carved in stone. Tommy's name is one of them. So you get an idea like, okay, somebody is doing something down here. Tommy's name is here, which means, you know, maybe he's not fully in control. Like something happened to right. him outside of, of his, uh, influence that is, is kind of making him, do these things and and they they kind of make their way back to the whole kind of Sarah fear thing as well that mm-hmm. okay there's a witch she she made a deal with the devil uh and it has to do with kind of these these names um and this 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 devil mark um unfortunately i don't remember how they knew that shit wasn't done uh, in 94 um, mm-hmm. a, as a result of, of this one. Um, but it, it basically ends with both Cindy and Ziggy getting... Because the whole idea is they say that, like, you know, somebody has to die and then come back. So that was, like, a part of 94 mm-hmm. was... Right, because whoever's marked has to die. Whoever's marked has to die. It's the only way that the curse will kind of end. And so right. Sam died, but then through the magic of pharmaceuticals, uh, yes. she, she kind of came back. And the same thing in this one. Both Ziggy and Cindy get just absolutely the shit stabbed out of them yeah. uh, in this movie. Brutal. And uh, yeah. you get the idea that Cindy... I can't... Well, Cindy is... See, this is where I get confused, because yeah. I think Cindy is like well, the... She says her name is Cindy in '94, but yes. it turns out she's actually Ziggy. She's Ziggy. So Cindy, the older sister, dies. Did die? Yes. In '78, Ziggy survives, right. but then Ziggy, yes, says her name um, is Cindy. <clears throat> right. Which leads us to Fear Street, 1666, which is, <coughs> uh, despite what you might think, it is. It is actually, if I had to say it is kind of two things in one. The first half yeah. is what happens in 1666 where, where you find out what actually happened with Sarah Fear. And mm-hmm. then the second half of the movie is uh, the culmination of everything in 1994. Yep. It is the least able to stand on its own, which is understandable. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Because it has to wrap up a lot of things. Um mm-hmm. Because at the end of 1978, Dina essentially like flashbacks to being Sarah Fear in 1666. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the one thing I will say, and and this is just a cautionary tale, like I get it in, you know, the 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 colonies in the United States, there were people from different countries, which means they all had different accents because they had the accent of the country they came from, that is not necessary. Right. <laughs> when you are portraying, when you are uh, portraying individuals in that time frame in the United States. Like, this is a movie about people yeah. making deals with the devil and, right. and, and a killer milkman and all that <laughs> shit. Like, I don't, I don't care if you get the, if you nail the accent. I'm going to take it as good that it's the 1600s. Yeah. Um, 
unfortunately, you know, the actress who played Dina Kiana Madeira, uh, she kind of goes in and out with this, like, you know, she's she's Canadian. Uh, she's not English or Scottish or whatever it is they were trying, whatever that colony was from. So her, her accent kind of came and went, and it just, like, just, you don't have to. It's cool. Yeah. Like, yep. it's cool. Uh, we all get it. You're colonists. It's right. all good. Yeah, the costumes gave it away. <laughs> the costumes, the settings, the lack of yeah. uh, running water, uh, electricity, uh, the fact that you are all taking seriously, the fact that someone might be a witch. That right there. <laughs> um Okay, so 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 you know, kind of, you know, Dina flashbacks into the body of of Sarah Fear, uh, and, and the real Sarah Fear, which we see very briefly, uh, played by uh, Elizabeth Scoble. Um, so what we find out is that it's 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 kind of a a very um, kind of basic, uh, the least amount of surprises in terms of yeah, you know, how shit goes down in 1666. Uh, right. <coughs> you know, basically Sarah is. Uh, you know, she she's a woman in this in this colony. She kind of helps out with with livestock produce, that type of thing. But then things start to take a darker turn, and you know, all of the kids they 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 kind of paint this as like you know fast times that you know kind of Salem High, where right. there's a number of like young kids and they go out in the woods and they drink and they fuck and they whatever. Um, but somebody sees Sarah fear um, basically having a relationship with her uh, girlfriend, uh, Hannah Miller, uh, you know, played by the same actress who plays Sam. And, of course, you know, they were not, not very enlightened times. And folks right. start to go, oh, I saw her. She lay with the devil, whatever. Um, you know, bad yeah, stuff. she was the preacher's daughter. She was the preacher's daughter, right. So bad stuff starts happening. Well, you know, at a time when, you know, uh, uh, so much kind of, uh, superstition and 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 such uh, kind of ran rampant as soon as things mm. start to go poorly in the colony. Now that being said, the pastor did carve <laughs> his eyes yeah. out and murder yeah. his children. Sure, it happens. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Well, the thing is, you know, yes, the bad shit was afoot, but all it took was them thinking the pastor wasn't himself today yes. for them to start wanting to fucking burn people at the stake. Right. <laughs> like, right. So he, he could have just had been having an off day and they still would have wanted to burn her. Right. But you know, right. sure he did then, you know, murder all the children and cut their eyes out. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Which was a pretty gruesome, you know, yeah. the, the, the thing with him, like, you know, kind of standing at the pulpit with his eyes gouged out mm-hmm. and tapping the hook thing. I mean, that was pretty, you know, striking. Uh, yep. as, as far as imagery goes, um, oh, yeah. and so what we find out over the course of the time in 1666 is that none of this stuff was caused by Sarah Fear. She she wasn't actually a witch. Mm-hmm. She confessed to being a witch to protect Hannah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she basically said, "Yep." I'm a witch. I lay with the devil. Go ahead and execute yep. me. So that did it way, all on my own. yeah, <laughs> it was me. I did everything. Uh, go ahead and 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 kill me so that Hannah uh, is spared. And what we find out, and this is spoiler territory, 
So mm-hmm. if y'all don't want to know, now's the time to turn this shit off. Is that it, it's actually the goods who mm-hmm. made a deal with the devil, and the deal that they made was that you know their colony, Sunnyvale, whatever, what would turn out to be Sunnyvale, will continue to prosper, and he will write a name, carve a name into this rock of a of a of of, of a of someone, and they ended up hundreds of years later being citizens of um, Shady Side, mm-hmm. and those people will be given over to the devil, possessed by the devil, and essentially have a murderous good time. Yep. Um, so Seraphir did, in fact, curse the goods, saying, "I'm gonna fucking be with you." forever like i know who you are yeah. i know what you're doing y'all ain't getting rid of me like this right. shit we're together forever um and then ends up getting hanged and so f- flash forward to you know 1994 where now dina knows what's up mm-hmm. uh and they they kind of put together this plan going back to the mall to get all of the killers together using again the blood that's been marked and all that stuff one to free um sam from from the devil but to finally kind of put it all uh to rest yeah um i i thought it was fall i thought it was great yeah. I mean the the kind of the revelations that we find out, you know the oh the, I love the twist yeah I thought it was great, you know the the getting all the killers kind of back together, <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, in the mall you know the the kind of the super soakers filled with blood or whatever it was, yep. uh, getting the you know the the black guy who'd been harassed by the cops in '94 to, yes. to be uh, one kind of one of the main uh, you know main players. Um, in uh you know in, in the plot i thought i thought it was great um, I remember if they gave him a name or if they just called him the janitor <laughs> yeah was- i i don't remember um but you know it 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 was i feel like you know all of the you know this movie i mean it it doesn't stand as well on its own but again i don't know if it's supposed to but it it did you know, do a, a really good job of kind of bring everything finally to oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. You know, kind of t- to an end point, um, and kind of bringing all of these stories um, to a close with a, with a pretty satisfying ending. Yeah, I thought so for sure. I thought it, it tied everything up. I, like I love the twist, and I really liked the ending. I thought, yeah, I thought it tied everything together really well. Yeah, but like I said, I think if you know, obviously with. It was like Lord of the Rings, right? They just filmed the entire thing in one yes. fell swoop and told this, the whole story. And then it was, you know, released episodically, if you want to call it that. Mm. But, you know. But, yeah, I, it, it, I thought it was really good. I, I actually like, because I was sort of concerned that the 1666 part was going to run close oh, to, oh, if the not full as two hours. Long. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then at the end, it's just like a switch gets flipped, and yeah. then the end. I loved how they they told what they needed to tell, and then they finished the, the yeah. movie, you know, yes. the story. Yes, like that was great. Yes, because I was concerned going into it. 
<laughs> so I was like, oh shit. Yeah. I looked at the runtime and I was like, oh fuck, only two hours. Right. Oh no. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, me too. Because I was like, you know, if if 1666 is supposed to kind of tell like the origin of this hall, like we still like Sam's still possessed by the devil. Right. Like, the, these got these killers are still running around. Like that's the thing that we found out both at right. the end of '94 and the end of '78 is that shit ain't done. So right. like we, it can't be just like you know, you know the the witch part two and then a little ten minute <laughs> right. ending, right? Like, right. you know, Dina comes riding in on Black Philip or some shit. Like, no, <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. can't happen. Um, yeah, no, I I agree with you. I was glad to see where, you know, that it's it's it was almost like a fake, like a, you know, mm-hmm. like a um like a head fake type of thing where it's like, yo, you think we're going 60-66? I mean, we are, but really, that's just to kind of, you know, drop some knowledge as to how this shit started, but now we're right. going to finish it. We're going to devote the right, the proper amount of time. Right, um, right. You, you know about the witch. You've heard about the witch for two movies now. Yeah. Here's here's a little bit of the witch, but oh, we got this twist, bitches, and this is yeah. how it happened. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh shit, and it just gets you hyped yep. for going into the, the second half of the movie. Right. And you know, one of the things that I was thinking about it this weekend, you know, one of the things that I, I really loved about this trilogy and I think was just like so smart and I, I'm assuming it has to be like intentional, is this idea that, you know, this whole you know, this whole thing of of this not rivalry, but this whole idea of you know, Sunnyvale being better than Shady Side is all predicated like on this, like this giant lie. Like, and I felt like mm-hmm. that. You know, there's some kind of like societal commentary there, where you know, like like Sunnyvale was okay. So there's this song that Pearl Jam does called Bush Leaguer, and it's basically like this just huge like Eddie Vedder's kind of critique of um GW um mm. and he has this line in the song where he says you know born on third base thinks he hit a triple and that to me was mm. like you know when you kind of found out that like Sunnyvale is favored because year you know 400 years ago or whatever 300 years ago this cat made a deal with the devil but yet everybody in this town thinks that they're better than shady side you know they probably like the way they reported on things like you know oh well at the end of 94 it was these two junkies they weren't junkies like this one girl kind of sold pills on the side but also like when you look at what shady side was and you look at the opportunities that these kids had okay yeah if you could sling some pills to get a little extra money well you do that because that's all you have like this this whole thing with this idea of you know this side of town that had like more money kind of better schools better opportunities for everyone and then thinking that because they have better opportunities that they are better but also mm-hmm. that they have better it's like it's a cycle right like oh we have better opportunities which makes us better and the reason we have better opportunities is because we are better and they that that ingrained in them and it's all based on a lie and that's mm-hmm. and when you look at who is the ones the people fighting them the the folks most ground down by 
the result of this this black bargain it's mm-hmm. it's the black kid it's the queer girl it's the mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's it's the it's the underrepresented communities and i was like that has to be a commentary on things oh absolutely right yeah. now where like there are so many people who think that their shit don't stink simply because they they got lucky enough to be born a certain color in a certain town to a certain family that maybe got lucky enough or, or, or was born at the right time. And not to say these folks don't work, but, I mean, they think that, oh, well, I've done better because, you know, I got a full-time job. But would you consider how many people fucking have a full-time job and a part-time job, maybe mm-hmm. two, and still struggle to pay the bills? And it's not because they don't bust their ass. It's because they live in a part of town where there's not the same level of services. There's not the same level of law enforcement engagement with the community to where, you know, law enforcement is trying to stop things from happening instead of, you know, shooting people when they fucking show up. Schools have the right number of, of teachers and, and guidance counselors, you know, after school programs exist to give kids somewhere to go. And I was like, you know, as, as a bunch of horror movies, they were they were good as as this fucking overarching just critique of mm-hmm. you know where we are right now i was fucking brilliant yeah <coughs> yep i should have saved some of my beer cuz now my voice is all <laughs> fucked up <coughs> and i didn't think of that as i was watching it that like that's intentional oh, that yeah. the main character is a black queer girl and and her girlfriend, you know, they're getting put that her brother, you know, young black man, like they their mom is kind of out of the picture. Like their their friends are the junkies just kind of doing what they can to survive and how much the other side just fucking shits on them because they think mm-hmm. their shit don't stink. They think they're special just because they were born on the right side of the town. And I think about so many cities where, you know, once uh, the suburbs popped up and all the folks with money, you know, fucking left yeah. the city, they go out to the suburbs, they bring that money with them. Well, with that money, you know, comes, you know, they, they've got better services. They've got, you know, they got more representation, both at local government, you know, state governments. And then this idea that, oh, well, we're better. You're not better. You just got more, which means you get more attention. But the reality is, that same level of attention should be played to the folks that you fucking left behind. Mm. But it's not because of how fucked up this all is. And mm. I was like, God damn. Like, and that's, like, to me, like, that's where, you know, call it genre, filmmaker, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Like, that's where horror shines is you can get into these ideas and, and critiques and, and, and kind of societal you know, you can hold a mirror up to society in a way that just kind of sneaks the fuck up behind you, and you don't even realize it, you know, until you finish watching mm-hmm. it. Yep. <laughs> you know, and this movie just seems like, oh, it's like a three-part. It's based on some fucking kids' books and slashers and witches and whatnot. But when you look at it as a whole, you're mm-hmm. just like, God damn. Like, yeah. and it's fucking great. And you, and you have to wonder... Uh, I'm not going to say it's unfortunate, but you kind of have to wonder if, you know, somebody like like Lee Janiak had had something to say, but 
she had to interlace it into uh, a series of horror films because she's not given the opportunity to yeah. to say what she wanted to say in a big studio drama yeah. or you know what I mean or something like that and so she's like if this is the work she can get then fine but she's going to make her point one way yes. or the other yeah absolutely absolutely so so let me ask you this because I was co- complete this was all new to me were these always <coughs> excuse me were these always planned as being Netflix exclusives or yeah as far as I know that was the that was the experiment netflix um you know i don't know who brought it to them or how that came about but Mm -hmm. yeah and they were like um and she was supposed to do something else that i read now i can't remember okay it may have been a blumhouse thing or or something she was supposed to do some sort of sequel or remake of something and then it fell through Mm -hmm. um and so she then was given this opportunity and which is crazy, right? Because all she really had done was the honeymoon, which is fantastic. But you, you wouldn't think, you know, somebody who's basically an unknown would be given an undertaking like this. And thank yeah. God that she did, um, you know, uh, had the opportunity. But uh, as far as I know, yeah, this was always the plan. Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know if like they saw Goosebumps, those two movies hit, and they were like, "Shit, we got to do something." Uh, what I else feel like I feel like this there these some... movies had more to do with like um oh shit not goosebumps what's the other one things that uh... oh scary stories scary stories yeah, tell in the dark right. yeah yeah you're probably right yeah yeah that's a better probably a better uh, probably where it came from but yeah I I don't know I was listening to a podcast or reading something about them um and most of what I know about it came from whatever that was yeah and that was a couple of weeks ago now so yeah. But I mean, I thought it was a you know it was a really cool idea. Like you know, release three movies, you know, in successor Fridays, keep the momentum mm-hmm. going. Um, mm-hmm. <coughs> but they all tell an overarching story, and you don't have to worry about whether or not you know the first movie does well enough to get the second part, or the second movie does well sure. enough to get the third part, right? Um, and because they're done, you know, they kind of film them together. You know, I guess it 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 it's a blessing and a curse. If you really like it, then you're like, okay, great. That same level of quality is going to be there, mm-hmm. you know, across them. If, if it didn't resonate with you, then most likely the other ones aren't going to either. Um, right. Yeah. But it's it, interesting. It, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at it on the phone. The 78 is rated higher than the other two. Oh, really? The, yeah. The first one is rated the lowest, um, at a 6.2, uh, two's got a six point eight, and three has a six point seven. So that's interesting. Interesting people, yeah. Huh. I would have thought the opposite, but yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> weird. Well, you know what? Only one has that fucking banger soundtrack, though. So that's true. But I will say, I was I was wanting to jump off the fucking couch when Mo Murder came on in yeah. sixteen sixty six. Yeah, that shit got me hyped. <laughs> Yeah, for, it didn't last long enough, unfortunately. No, it got me no. hyped when it did happen. But I mean, I, I, I thought, I thought they were great. I, I like was excited to watch each. I can't tell you the last time I was excited to watch a Netflix exclusive. Oh my god, I know. <laughs> well, for uh, me, it was Army of the Dead, but before that, I can't. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. But Army of the Dead, I was more like, I guess, curious. Not, I don't know if excited was the right word. 
I was, oh, I, was yeah. I was interested in, in the it. Spectacle. <laughs> but I mean, like when I watched '94, I was like, "Fuck yes, I want to watch these next year." Then when I got to it was '78, I was like, "What? Like, yeah, goddamn yeah. it, fucking bring it." Yep. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even the the brief little not not almost mini trailer yeah. <laughs> for '78 at the end of '94, I was like, "I want to watch it right now." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but they you know I I thought they were fantastic. I think it's a great you know great experiment. You know just you know props to Lee Janiac. Hopefully you know I hope that we're going to be seeing you know more from her and not not well, just Fear Street stuff. But if, if if there's more of that coming, I'm you know I'm all about it. But you know I can't wait to kind of see how uh, you know kind of what she does um, from here. For sure. Um, Okay, and then so real quick on the game side, um, so I uh, started playing Scarlet Nexus, got about fifteen twenty hours into it. This story is like I'm just fucking bonkers. Like, like every time you think it can't get more ridiculous, it gets more ridiculous. Um, and then there was a side-scrolling <laughs> part. And that I kept dying and having to reload, and I was like, you know what? I think I'm good. Um, <laughs> and so um, I started. I had been uh, waiting for the um, Arkham Collection to get to a certain price point before I finally pulled the trigger, and uh, twelve dollars uh, apparently was that price point. So mm-hmm. that's that's uh, the Return to Arkham Asylum, uh, Return to Arkham City, and then. Arkham Knight, all of all of which mm. I've played, uh, and so um, so I started playing, replaying Arkham Asylum, um, and this is on the PS5, um, and it, it is currently twelve dollars on both the Xbox and mm-hmm. the the PlayStation, and goddamn, like this game still holds up amazingly well. Now the only the the, the weird thing about it is what I hadn't noticed is how stiff. Uh, Bruce is when he's not like beating the shit out of thugs. Yeah, you know his yeah. head is like like it reminded me of I think it's in in Dark Knight when Bruce says to Alfred like I I can't turn my head like he needs right. like yes. adjustments <laughs> to the suit like that's this like he's and the and the and the 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 the, the, the ears uh, whatever on the cowl are like super tall yeah. so he's like very yes. like rigid and like his neck doesn't move and he's you know um, yeah but most <laughs> of the time you're not like looking at Batman when he's having a conference. But, like, you know, the the scope in terms of the size of Arkham Asylum is still huge. Like, the way you're, you know, kind of that Metroidvania, like, going back mm-hmm. and forth and getting a new upgrade. And, I mean, the free-flow combat. Like, I was talking to my wife, who does not care about video games, but she got me started, and I was like, well, strap in, because, you know, <laughs> there's two systems in, in games that I, to this day, am amazed that other games have not taken advantage of and used one is the nemesis system from Mm -hmm. those lord of the rings games Mm -hmm. the other one is free flow combat Mm -hmm. because free flow combat is the best third person combat system in any game ever Mm mm-hmm I mean the the, the level of as you progress up and and get upgrades the level of of just versatility the tools that you have uh, and mm-hmm. you can make it as hard or as easy as you want but mm-hmm. and and how 
fucking badass it makes you feel like like if the idea of this game and this combat system was to make you feel as badass as batman i mean it nails that a thousand percent and and even like i'll restart the checkpoint i'll restart a fight if i don't get a counter right and some fucking bitch thug tags me i'm like oh (laughs) no no batman does not get punched in the ear that does not happen And that's how I was when I played it originally, and that's how I am now. And it's still, like, you know, my ranking of these games, like, was Arkham City, Arkham Asylum, Arkham Knight. It'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see if it if it maintains that. But, I mean, mm-hmm. this the level of, you know, of care, the level of respect for not just Batman, but everybody in the Bat family, all of the, you know, all the villains, all that, like, research, everything that went into these games... It's just absolutely amazing, and it still it still holds up. Like I, I, I can't wait for their their Suicide Squad game for yes. Rocksteady. But I mean, for a game that is as old as this is, um, you know, Arkham Asylum came out. I mean, it was on the 360 uh, and the and the PS3. Oh, shit, man. I, yeah, um, it was uh, well, it had to have been 08. 2009, Nine. August okay. of 2009. You know, so so. You know, so for a game that's you know twelve years old, for it to still hold up, mm-hmm. still, you know, I mean, I'm it's it's fucking. I mean, props to Rocksteady because I mean it yeah. it's it's one for the ages. Um, so I just like I mean I I I had bought the season pass for Immortals, and I was like, well, I could, you know, kind of go back to that or. <laughs> I could play Batman, and I started playing Batman, and I was like, "Yep, that's it. I'm in." Nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I love all those games. I even like Origin. I know a lot of people didn't, but I, I had problems with Origin because I had to review it, and mm. there were some huge technical problems. Um, okay. And so when I was reviewing it, it was you know pre. I think that was a game that if you picked it up, you know when patches were available. Or maybe even like a yeah, few months afterwards. Yeah, than what I did. Yeah. I mean, it's is a much different experience because I mean, there were so many bugs where like I had to like completely restart the game. Progress got stopped because of like either clipping issues or this, that, or the other, or oh, okay. you know, you know, enemies like you know getting stuck in walls when you're trying to do combos and all that shit. That um, yeah, I didn't have any of that. Yeah, yeah. So I think that unfortunately was a result of kind of when I played it. But, gotcha. Yeah. And so you've been I know you told me this before the show, but I totally <laughs> forgot what you've been playing. <laughs> Avengers. Avengers, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. And so you're you just got that like last week, but yet you're almost yeah. done. Yeah. I love I, it. Do you love avenging that much? It the story. I love the story. Uh-huh. Like it's so good. The gameplay, honestly, it's 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 one of those things where it's supposed to be way deeper than what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, like, yeah. I am paying no attention to the gear system. I don't fucking care. That's God the best bless, way to play. <laughs> God bless that button that just says equip best shit. And I'm like, fuck yeah, throw that shit on. Let's fucking go. I ain't, I am not looking at anything I pick up. I don't care. I'm basically playing it like a beat em up, like a, a 3d beat em up. I'm just jamming on the, the square button and the triangle button in different order. And I'm hitting the shoulder buttons to do my supers or whatever. But 
I, I just can't stop playing it because of the story. Like, I love the story so much. I love Kamala now. I didn't yeah. know anything about it. N- nothing about Kamala Khan before I started playing this game. Um, but and, and and I know you you had said um, you didn't like the character models. They didn't really you know match up and stuff like that. It's not that I didn't like the character models. It's that I'm trying to remember one of my biggest. I, I mean, I don't care that they didn't get like the licensed uh, actors. Like, I don't expect mm-hmm. them to be able to spend the type of money, or I don't expect sure. Robert Downey Jr. to say, "Yeah, you can use my likeness in this game." Right. You know, right. for me, a lot of it had to do with just how. I mean, they just picked the most non like like the most just kind of nondescript, you know. Uh, character models like like fucking Captain America just looks like anybody. Like there's no right. kind of personality <laughs> yeah. to his character model. But also the biggest thing for me, you know, and this is coming from like a Destiny background, where mm. you they they give you gear with different a whole bunch of different stats and things mm-hmm. that they think you they expect you to like equip, but yet it mm-hmm. doesn't change your appearance at all. No, so, like, not at you, all. You know, you're and supposed you, to care about this stuff, but yet you right. put it on, and I mean the, you know, and I understand, and and also it doesn't, to me, it it didn't, um, like impact your abilities in any way that was noticeable to the player. No, no. Like so I you're said, just I'm picking like up stuff, <laughs> and you're supposed to equip it, but yet you know why. I don't know because right. it says yeah, it's, to it's, because this number it, is bigger. Than I was going to say the it, number it I currently my numbers. have. My, yeah. my my inconsequential number changes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 But just as far as like burning through it for the story, like I, I, I mean, I love Kamala too. I thought I thought the voice actress was great. I thought her character was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but but like it, even the whole just the whole thing like shit going as badly as it possibly could on on a day their big avenger celebration day yeah and then and then her you know i had no idea like that she was an inhuman i had no idea oh really i had, I had seen her but i knew i knew absolutely nothing about that character oh, okay yeah because so i read as, as, the first two i think trade paperbacks as an introduction to that character, it was great. I absolutely love the game. Yeah, because like now I want to read more stuff with her in it. Um, and they and but, they really did like they nailed like the family dynamics and her like mm-hmm. totally, you know, kind of fangirling out about the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Like that part, I thought they did a fantastic job with. Well, I also you know I really enjoyed that getting the band back together kind of thing. That yeah, basically is. Um, but yeah, like I said, and and. This morning I got up and I was like, yeah, I'll play for a little bit. And I looked at my progress and it was like 80%. And I was like, no fucking way. It's almost over. Yeah. I was like, I'm almost sad that it's almost done, but I'm at like 93 now. So I'm probably going to finish it tomorrow. And then I don't know what I'm doing after that. Probably Disco Elysium. Mm-hmm. But I kind of want to do something on the Xbox um, next because I well, did. Well, Flight Simulator and, comes out. Um, that's true. What, Thursday? Is that right? Uh, no, Tuesday. Twenty-seventh. Sweet. I'm definitely going to do that, but I don't know how much of that I'll play. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's something I'll fuck around with just to do dumb shit. Yeah. But it's not something I'm going to put a lot of time into. You're not, you're not going to like do a real time, like six hour, you yeah. know, like whatever, I or, like, watched, a, like a uh, 10 hour New York to Munich. <laughs> somebody, somebody did that. One of the, Oh, one lots of, the, of people uh, have. Well, a Twitch streamer that I watched did it. Uh-huh. It was funny. Like they somehow got, uh, 
allowed into an airport and set up computers in the cockpit of a plane <laughs> and like put on costumes and shit and played flew the the longest flight that they could whatever it is i don't know but they streamed it for like i forget how many hours oh really it's hilarious yeah <laughs> i didn't watch the whole thing i watched like highlights from it but like uh-huh. they would he had like other people come in and like break him out and stuff and it was his idiot friend, so at one point they crashed the plane and shit because somebody wasn't paying attention and all this other shit. It was fucking, it was funny. But I'm not, there's no way I would ever do that. Right. It's like, that's boring as fuck to me. Yeah. I, I want to fly over people's houses that I know, and I want to, like, not that I'm wishing for there to be a hurricane, but I know, like, the weather is real time. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, that's going to be awesome to fly out and look at a hurricane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Well, it's interesting because, like, you know, kind of the other thing about Avengers that <clears throat> it's like, you know, you'd be doing these missions and they keep, like, kind of popping up. Like, I give them a lot of credit for, like, they were trying to do, but it's like they pop up all these mm. things like, oh, you know, you should go in the basement of this building and do this thing. And then yeah. you do that thing and fight some dudes and you're like, I don't, what yeah. did this even get me? Like, exactly. I don't, I don't know what like, this accomplished. Every time, yeah, every time you recruit, so to speak, a new the another Avenger, you've unlocked this story for them. And I'm like, yeah. fuck yeah. And then it's not a story at all. It's no. go here, beat the shit out of this thing, the end. <laughs> or go to the go to the challenge. You know, do yeah. do, a, do a bunch of challenge oh, stuff yeah, as them. Fuck that shit. And yeah. you're like, okay, like I'm gonna fight like VR droids or whatever, like just so right. I can find out why Thor has a sad. Like I don't really care. Right. Yeah, and it's all, you know, all for the gear and for the leveling and stuff so you can do what they had perceived to be this huge end game stuff that nobody right. cared about. Right. <laughs> Which sucks. I understand why it's there. And they had, like you said, it's, they had big plans. It's just, I don't, for whatever reason, you know, it's one of those ones where people decided to dump on it. I think what it was, was it was clear when the game first came out. And again, you're, you're playing it like after a lot of stuff has that's true. Then improved. That's true. That's um, true. I mean, I played it after it first came out, and it was very clear when I played it that this was a service model mm. with a game tacked onto it, mm-hmm. as opposed. And I mean, and that's not that's not going to work, right? You know, if you want to have a game as a service, like the game, that loop of activity, gear, you know, improvement. That that mm-hmm. loop has to be perfect, um, or not even perfect, but just compelling enough right. to, to to keep people. Because ultimately, I mean, you can't have infinite content. You're going to be doing folks are going to be doing the right. same thing over and over again. Sure, that's true. I didn't think about that. But you're right. I know it. At launch, it was a completely different game too, from what I understand, like, <laughs> controls and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see, like you know, with the new kind of Wakanda. I mean, I mm. won't. I'm not. I don't have any interest in playing it. But um, you know, like, kind of, if that gets folks more interested, or kind of how that improves, you know, things. I know, like, at one point they talked about, like, I think Spider-Man was supposed to be like a PlayStation exclusive. Like, I don't know if that character is is out yet or whatever. But it's like when you play as Kamala and you kind of see like how she like navigates mm. you know, her traversal stuff. You're like, well, that's that's basically mm-hmm. what Spider-Man's gonna do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's got a long, stretchy arm that acts kind of like a web. All right, well, that'll just yep. be Spider-Man. Okay, cool. You know, like, <laughs> but um, I mean, I'm, gl- I'm glad you're enjoying it. It's always funny to me to, you know, 
when I play something that I just really bounced hard off of and 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 then, you know, other folks play it and enjoy it and then kind of getting their perspective on things, especially when kind of time has come in because to see how much things have changed like one of the games oddly enough i'm actually looking forward at some point to getting back to is biomutant because when biomutant came out there was a whole host of things that uh were kind of wrong with it and a lot of that stuff i also did not like when i played it but since then they've made a whole bunch of changes and kind of quality of life stuff where i'm really curious to see because, I mean, on paper, it seems like a type of thing that I would really enjoy. Uh, mm. But some of the stuff that, that just, you know, kind of missteps really made it difficult to enjoy. But they've addressed a lot of that. So I'm like, you know, I could see there being a time when I go, I'm going to pick this game up. Maybe there's like a lull and I'm going to play it again. And I, and I can't wait to see, you know, I'm hoping that those changes make it so that I want to stick with it. Um, mm. So it'll be interesting to see if that actually ends up being the case. But um, for me right now, it's it's all Batman. But then at the end of this week, uh, the world ends with you. Sequel comes out. I'm playing that demo on the Switch, and I'm I'm super into it. So you know, we'll kind of see if if over the course of a whole thing um, that it holds up. Um, and then uh, in August, the director's cut of um, Ghost of Tsushima comes out. I know you weren't a fan of the main game. I'm all about it. I can't fucking wait. Go to a new island. Um, mm-hmm. You know, get that that PS5 hotness where I can, uh, you know, kind of see it uh, in its full glory. But, you know, I, I can't, uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to um, kind of jumping into that again. Sweet. But, uh, and then for movies, you know, we got a bunch of stuff, you know, that's out now. Like, Sensor is out. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what else that I, I've watched of late. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll have no... Uh, no problem coming up with some. Uh, yeah, some, we got some stuff on the some new already stuff. on the backlog. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I want to see old. I don't know if I want to go to a theater to see old. So I'm hoping yeah. that hits some kind of <laughs> streaming thing sooner rather than later. Um, but we'll see. But you know, whatever it is we end up talking about, hopefully uh, you'll be here with us uh, in the next two weeks. So. Uh, this has been episode 126 of Bottom by Werewolves. Thank you so much for hanging out. For myself and Mitch, we really appreciate it. And we hope you have a great rest uh, rest of your next two weeks. That is not a thing anyone who speaks English would say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hope you have a great uh, next two weeks. So for myself and Mitch, thank you so much for hanging out. Good night and have a good evening.